So what exactly are we even going to talk about? Are we going to? So I have notes. I have things that are probably going to make you mad, but I have good things too. So it depends on what you want to start with. Get the things that are going to make me mad over with. Let's do that. So the random links. So I have one link with, and I titled it, Are Cops Giving Up? Mm. Right? Yes. So here's here's the link right here. And it was, uh, I don't know if you saw about the dude in Arizona who was drowning and cops told him that they're not getting him out. Did not see that. Yeah, and so I I titled that, uh, Are Cops Giving Up? Hmm. Oh, uh, hey, the Michigan police officer who killed Patrick Leoya uh, mm-hmm. with a shot to the back of the head, he was charged with murder. Oh, good. Good yeah. that they got charged with that. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, bro, <clears throat> after our last pod, uh, when I Which got didn't get my... released, by the way, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, uh, we failed in our endeavor. We were supposed to be back last week. Uh, and we did a great job. We had notes. We were all prepared. We talked about serious stuff, really got into the weeds. Uh, but we uh, had some technical issues, so we were not able to release that pod, unfortunately. Um, yeah. So you, you guys get the kind of stunted version this time around, I suppose. But like after we did that pod, and I hopped on Twitter, uh, I think it was like literally an hour after we did that pod, um that's when people were talking about how since uvalde at that point uh there had been six other mass shootings and it had been what mm-hmm. a week since uvalde had happened yeah if that, <clears throat> so when i saw that i unplugged to be honest with you um because i mean like we had just spent an hour and a half talking about how we need um more sensible gun laws and how people really need to like examine their hearts when it comes to this topic and consider why they're more willing to defend their right to own a gun instead of just being sensible and trying to figure out a way to stop mass shootings as best as we possibly can um so yeah i was just i, I kind of needed to unplug because that was a bit much for me um yeah. let me yeah. let me read this arizona cops told drowning man oh i clicked on the wrong uh i'm not jumping in after you as he begged for help so, did they just let him die? Mm-hmm. He drowned. And that's why I labeled it, are cops giving up? Because as you know, in the Uvalde shooting, uh, cops just kind of stood in the hallway for about a good hour and outside for a good hour and just kind of let it happen, you know, because they said they, one, thought they had time and two, didn't want to get shot, you know. Yeah. And the thing that I since learned since that, since last week when we did this pod, is that technically, due to Supreme Court rulings, police officers do not have the duty to protect. Which is interesting, because I feel like that's the... Clarify that for me, please. Like, they didn't have the obligation to go in there and protect the students. You see what I'm saying? Mm. So... This is due to su- Supreme Court rulings, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess my question is, where did the idea or the ideal uh, of protect and serve come from? Like, obviously, it's pretty clear 
through a series of horrible events that have happened over the years that police officers are not actually interested in protecting and serving the community unless it's to their benefit or it's a specific community. But like we as members of the black community can attest, we are not members of the community that police officers normally protect and serve. So where did this, this mentality come from? Where did this assumption come from that police officers are sworn to protect us? So, but everyone kind of assumed it, right? But then you remember the um, Parkland shooting when that cop ran. Remember you saw the video of him running? So remember they sued him. Mm-hmm. And the court ruled, and this is just quoting a law professor, that neither the Constitution nor state law impose a general duty upon police officers or other government officials to protect individual persons from harm, even when they know the harm will occur. So basically, police can watch someone attack you, refuse to intervene, and not violate the Constitution. Okay. All right. If that's not in the, the Constitution, Fine, whatever. I'm not going to argue semantics or law right now. But I guess my question is, what is the point of your job? That's what I was saying. Like, I feel like that's the job description. What do police officers exist for if not to terrorize or watch people die? If their duty is not to protect and, and serve, then why do policing institutions exist? It it kind of makes no sense, right? Like it feels like what's the what's the whole purpose here? Yeah, I'm j- like I know you don't actually know the answer, but I genuinely would like to know like what it, what purpose do you serve if you are not actually going to serve the community? Because like that's a that is a pervasive train of thought in this country that police officers' job is to protect the community to serve the community, to help police the community and enforce the law, right? Right. So if that's not what they're constitutionally required to do or legally required to do in their states, why, 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 do, why, why? <laughs> yeah, so uh, I guess it's just uphold the law and we don't care if someone else is in danger, you know? I guess they're collateral damage, almost. So their whole existence is just to enforce the letter of the law put people in jail that's it Mm -hmm. interesting that they can't even seem to just put people in jail whenever it comes to people of particular races but i suppose that's neither here nor there that's because they get to pick and choose you feel me yeah yeah so yeah that Uh, was uh that was one story to be honest, I, I can't necessarily say that I'm surprised because we we have talked about this before on the podcast, what the actual like history of the policing, the idea of policing uh, is. It started mm-hmm. off as a way to, quote unquote, protect homesteads uh, from savage Indians and to chase down slaves that are trying to escape. Um, so it was, like in its in its ultimate beginnings, like policing was really meant to protect the investments of rich white people but yeah 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 that's pretty much it so that was the first story you know i thought that was a good that was a good warm-up you know Uh it's infuriating but it's not like you know as mad as you can get sure let me scroll let me scroll dun 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 
Hold on, I'm scrolling past hearings. Well, while we wait for that, something that I didn't want to bring up before I forget. Um, today we saw the House uh, pass uh, gun restrictions legislation um, among multiple different proposals is raising the uh, minimum age requirement from 18 to 21 for specific guns. Um, <clears throat> and it passed with a count of 223 to 204, I believe. Um, so that was a positive, uh, obviously in the wake of the Uvalde shootings, as well as the six other shootings that happened days after Uvalde. Um, <clears throat> and technically speaking, what this bill needs to pass is at least 10 Republicans to vote in favor of the legislation in the Senate. Now, I don't necessarily expect that to happen. Uh, yeah, it's not. But if that does happen, then we would actually see our government do something positive to try and stem the tide of mass shootings in this country for once. But I don't hold out any hope. Yeah, it's not going to, because right now they are arguing about passing a bill regarding increasing security for Supreme Court justices. Because oh, uh, somebody showed up to Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, you know, you know yeah. someone showed up yeah. to his house with a gun and zip ties and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Like, I'm not I'm not saying that's OK. No, 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 no that's actually Obviously, we should protect them. I just think that it's interesting that. I just think it's interesting that one person is under threat and, you know, we do something immediately and, yeah. uh, you know, 19 yeah. kids die and, yeah. you know. And to stick um, with the common theme and trope of this type of situation, the individual that was under attack was a powerful and rich white man. Uh, and because he was under attack, now all of a sudden we have a lot of movement trying to protect him and people like him. But when uh, classrooms full of children in Texas get shot to death, it's not time for politics or you know we have to consider all sides of the issue or this is a tragedy but trying to control our guns is not going to solve anything or as our representative of texas louis gomer put it look maybe if we heard more prayers from leaders of this country instead of taking god's name in vain we wouldn't have the mass killings like we didn't have before prayer was eliminated from schools Mm -hmm. that was what he said is uh we'll solve it more prayers. Man. Yeah. This is going to take us all the way back to a throwback to our very first episode. The very first thing I ever talked about on this podcast is the the hijacking of the Christian faith that happens routinely via the Republican Party. Uh, in an attempt to make themselves appear to be, quote-unquote, God's party, uh, they do literally anything and everything to twist the word of God and the idea of prayer and, and righteousness and faithfulness to support their own political agenda. And they do literally nothing Christ-like in their actions or in their positions of power. And it drives me absolutely insane. It drives me you know absolutely funny? Yeah. So obviously, you know, he endorsed more thoughts and prayers for to prevent stuff like this, right? Christian values. Yeah. And one of the things that are a Christian value is honesty, right? Mm -hmm. Last week, he was quoted saying that things have gone too far, that Republicans can't even lie to Congress or the FBI anymore without people coming after them. He actually said they can't lie? He actually said those words? 
Yeah, you want the video? Yeah, please. <laughs> Let me see. Please. Let me send you the video. <laughs> this morning, Here's I was the actually, live video. I, I was spending time like thinking about all like situations like this and comments like this and, and like just all of the, the happenings that are too common and too similar to stuff like this. And like it had me in tears, bro. Cause like you you know that like my faith is the most important thing in the world to me, you know? And like I am so at a loss of like how to at least play my part in stemming the tide of like people who don't believe, like not always seeing this sort of hypocrisy from Christians and the church. And like I I don't know. I don't know, man. The thing, like, the thing is, like, I, I don't, I don't want to like bash the church or anything because obviously no, I have no, a lot no. of church trauma. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But like, you heard like the stories last week about how one pastor stood up at the church and was like, "Yo, I had an affair," mm. and I just wanted to let you guys know that. And you know, I'm gonna step down because I had an affair and that's wrong. And then it turned out that he molested a 16 year old girl, and that was who the affair was with. And he wasn't yeah. trying to disclose that part. Yeah. You know, and then I read a story earlier about how another pastor was arrested for sexually abusing people. And it just kind of seems to be a uh, running theme to be, to be everywhere. Right. Like, it just kind of seems like it's always everywhere. And a part of that is down to media knows that if you pick and choose certain stories about the Christian faith, you're going to get a ton of clicks and retweets and views and comments and all like you're going to get a ton of engagement right so it's easier to find something negative to say about the church because it's going to get you more engagement but and then like it doesn't excuse the fact that like these things are happening you know and the way that it's being presented is that the negative things are happening more than the positive things um and so people are starting like the people have this image or this idea of like christianity and christians and faith and the church in this country and like i know that it doesn't represent me and i want to like do something to at least show what this faith actually is about and like yeah actually like walk out the christian faith correctly without losing my mind but i don't even know like where to start sometimes you know it just makes just it hard like, when you have like pastors like i had this bookmark too uh yeah. dylan oz who said that the government should yeah, execute every gay person i saw that i saw that that was actually something that sent me over the edge a cup like yesterday um for anyone who isn't aware uh of this um basically this hate preacher and i think it's like south texas i think um yeah he said that Anyone and everyone who is gay should be sentenced to death. They should be lined up and shot in the head because they're gay. Uh, and he goes on to say that the, the, basically the reason he's saying all those, all those things is because in Romans, uh, there's conversation about the penalty of sin being death. And he's like, if you don't agree with what I've said, then you don't agree with the word of God. And he couldn't be more wrong. Like I, I know this isn't normally what we talk about, but I'm gonna have to talk about this for a second. So, so ride with go me ahead. here, no, Julian. Go ahead. Um, he could not be more wrong. The in a variety of ways. Let's start with the the idea that because 
the penalty of sin is death. People who are gay should die. Um, if you're going to follow that line of, of thinking, then anyone who's stolen something, anyone who's lied, anyone who's cheated, anyone who's lusted, anyone who's had an affair, uh, anyone who, who's hated, anyone who's been deceptive, anyone who has sinned, and to break it down, to sin means to miss the mark or to err or to turn away from the path of righteousness. So anything that basically doesn't lead you to God, you could categorize as sin. So by that logic, not only should all of the gays be executed according to this pastor, but he should be executed as well because he is lying to people. He's misrepresenting who God is. He's spreading hate uh, and he's encouraging violence. None of those things lead us to God. So if he wants to talk about gay people being executed by his own logic, he should too. But the real key to this is that he's missing the one thing about the Christian faith that you can never miss, that you can never overrun, that you can never put to the side, that you can never walk away from. It's the actual point and hook and key and entire purpose of the Christian faith is that God sent his son Jesus to this earth to die on the cross for our sins, for all of our sins, regardless of what the sin is. There is no sin that's greater than the other. All sin is just sin. And Jesus paid the price, which is death, when he was crucified on the cross, so that we don't have to. That's the entire point. If you skip past that point, you are no longer talking about Christianity. You're no longer talking about the Christian faith. You are leading people astray intentionally. If you don't get that, then you don't know anything about this faith, because that is the basic building block of the Christian faith, period. Um, I had one I think other thing, thing I'd add to mind. that is yeah. I feel like the whole point of having like a church and things, right, is mm. to get new members. And the whole purpose of being a pastor and a preacher is to bring more people to God, correct? Mm. So well, wouldn't this like be, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm just, like one of the pro core responsibilities. Yeah. And I feel like this is counterintuitive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're kind of doing the opposite here. It is. But see, he has this, this false idea of who God is in his mind because he's, he's cherry picking specific uh, passages of scripture to fall in line with his own ideologies and political agenda and, and general hate that he has in his heart. And he's not actually seeking God. He's not actually right. trying to find out who God is. So in his mind, he's doing that exact thing. He's trying to find people who also have hate in their heart towards people who are gay and trying to lead them down this hateful path and telling them that it's a path of righteousness. And because of that, that, that fundamental misunderstanding, or that's not even the right word for it, because of that fundamental falsehood, like he's yeah, I not wouldn't even really, call that a misunderstanding. That's just it, like it's blatantly. It's, like, yeah, I I don't even have the right word for it, but you know what I'm trying to say. Cherry like, picking, like, like they're blatantly yeah. cherry picking little pieces to yeah. justify wrongs. That's just like what they did with slavery. To be honest with you, they yes. would cherry pick things to justify slavery. Yes, yes, uh, and so like it breaks my heart because I know that that sort of corner 
uh, uh, of coverage when it comes to the Christian faith is going to get so much more attention and so many more people talking about it. And eventually, not even eventually, it's it's already happening. It's at the point where whenever Christ is brought up, whenever Christians are brought up uh, in this country, there's a huge amount of anger, trauma, grief, doubt, uh, vitriol, sarcasm, because of individuals like that hate preacher. I'm not even going to use his name because I don't want him to get further clicks, but that hate preacher and other hate preachers uh, and to along the same line, any politician or person in a position of power that perverts the, the word of God to try and justify their sinful actions. Like it's, it's, that's like the, that is one of the biggest uh, burdens on my heart to try and, and find a way to combat that because there's so many people who are missing like what true faith is, what true Christianity is and who don't know who God is because people who claim to be Christians hurt them intentionally, cruelly hurt them. So I don't know. I, I'm kind of rambling at this point, but yeah, no, I, I can get, I, I think it was good. Cause like, I'm one of those people who have like the church trauma, which is why I don't go to church. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't participate in the group of church. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. I was like, I kind of walk it alone. You feel yeah. me? I get it, man. And like, actually I thought about that, uh, like over the past couple of weeks, because like my church has been doing a series over church hurt. Um, but I didn't want to assume that like, that was something I could just like bring up to you, you know, because like what you've gone through is what you've gone through. And I want to like respect your like position on it. But yeah, man, like there's a, there's a lot of people out there who don't trust the church for plenty of good reason, you know, plenty of good reason. Um, and just, it just, it breaks my heart, you know, because like, I know how beautiful and wonderful and supportive the church can be, even though I've experienced my own dosage of, of church hurt. And I'm currently dealing with that right now. Um, like I know how beautiful being in a community of believers can be and how like positive it can be, but we just, we have so much work to do to meet people correctly, to approach them correctly, you know? So. Yeah. It's really going to have to overcome that saying that people say that there's no hate like Christian love, which yep. is sad, but that's a, yep. Yep. that's a thing. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a difficult thing. It's a difficult thing, sure. 100%. So let's see. That is my negative stories okay. for now. I was going to talk about how I've been going down um, Ocean TikTok. You oh, know? Oh, no. What have you been doing that? I, random, I randomly stumbled upon it on my For You page, and it showed how, you know how scientists tag sharks so they can see their yeah. migration patterns and things like that? Yeah. So it shows that they have, like, this pattern where they go up and down the coast. Up and down the coast. No variations, no deeper into the ocean, up and down the coast. But one shark went missing off that path uh-huh. and ended up in way deeper waters. Uh-huh. And its body temperature went way up, indicating that something ate that shark whole. 
Oh. And that's what I've been thinking about. Oh. Recently. Oh. Uh okay. Questions. Uh what yeah. type of shark? What type of shark? What what great white. Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a small okay. shark. I thought it was like a reef shark or something like that. Great white. <sighs> that's uh that's uh I don't even I didn't even know that there was a predator of the great whites that would eat the shark whole like that. Maybe it just it, maybe it didn't eat it whole. Maybe it just has the tracker part whole. People are saying megalodons. Nope. Nope. No. No, don't start don't start don't start that. Don't start going down a megalodon path or like an actual like huge ocean monster path bro there's no way for us to prove that right now there's no way to disprove it either well yeah but that doesn't make it true it's because here's what i was thinking bro i've been i don't know if you have apple tv plus nope but uh recently shout out to t-mobile they gave me a free year so i get on that apple tv plus and they have a dinosaur special on there now with like beautifully cgi rendered dinosaurs in which they're teaching you things about dinosaurs and it got me to thinking because you know sometimes you just have these late night thoughts you know yeah if a meteor is what killed the dinosaurs right yeah the stuff that was super deep in the ocean would be fine mm. and that got mm. me thinking about another youtube video that i watched about deep sea giganticism in which things are just generally larger the deeper the ocean goes, right? God. Which means it is entirely possible that megalodons and stuff like that are real. Okay. But that's just that's just what I was thinking I, about. All right. So l- listen, I I I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not cuz like it's entirely possible that there are giant deadly sea creatures out there that we haven't discovered yet because we haven't explored like 70% of our oceans or something like that. Which is terrifying, by the way. (laughs) Terrifying. Terrifying. But I have to believe, I have to believe that we would at least see traces of them. We would at least see evidence of them or something actually suggesting that they exist you know, besides the like random phenomenon here or there, like a like great white shark being eaten whole or whatever, like you feel like at some point we would like get some cold hard facts, right? Like well, at if some not, point, if we're not down there, right? If we're not down there, but what right? if they venture up? Because they think about it: if something as massive, a certain point, if something as massive as a blue whale can exist, mm. a blue whale which is massive can mm-hmm. exist. And mm-hmm. that's at the top layer of our ocean, right? Mm-hmm. Which is another video I saw. I saw people kayak. I think it was a kayak. No, they were paddleboarding out deep in the ocean. Yeah. And almost got hit by a humpback whale. And I just don't understand why people do that. No, nope, But that's neither. neither here nor there. That's neither, neither. here nor there. That's the just co- not something of my melanin day. levels that we do. To this day, one of the coolest things I've ever seen was a video of a woman who was she was swimming with whales with a like a, a blue whale, I think, or humpback whale, one of the two. Uh, and like she had, you know, a distance or whatever, but obviously like she's not going to be able to swim away from that thing if she tries to. Right. Uh, so something happened that she was unaware of. It was like the swimming pattern of the whale changed 
and it got hella close to her, like swam straight for her and then like kind of angled so it didn't hit her and was just like swimming around her, but like really close, right? And mm-hmm. like it was doing this for like, I don't know, like 30 or 40 minutes until eventually it swam away and like her crew went and got her out of the water. Uh, lo and behold, when they were looking at, back at the video, there was a great white shark in the water that had picked up on her scent and was trying to attack her. And the whale literally was like protecting her, like swimming in a circle around her as the shark was swimming in a circle around her. So like that, every, every time people talk about whales, I have to bring that up because that's genuinely one of the coolest things I've ever heard of. Cool. But another reason I never, ever, <laughs> will never be in that yeah. body of water. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just too much. It's too much. Especially after I learned that, like, killer whales, like, will just kill animals for fun and not even yeah. eat them. They just, like, just hit them oh, yeah. with their tails and stuff and just kind of leave them. Oh, yeah, bro. You They're know? Bullies, There's just bro. too much yeah. unknowns, bro. There's They're too bullies. much unknowns. Although I found out the other day that great white sharks can go way deeper in the ocean than I thought they could. Like, it, it, into, the, like, you know where, like, anglerfish are at? Like, mm-hmm. that that depth like they can hit that depth and be totally fine which so is that leads to my bro. conspiracy theory bro if they can go that deep that's where the g- deep sea giganticism starts to happen Man. what happened to that shark bro there's predators out there not and you know what the thing that's crazy too not only am i worried about the stuff that's in the water mother nature out in the ocean is crazy yeah yeah Facts. So. Facts. Uh, the ocean is just not a place that we should mess with. Uh, and I say that because of what we've been talking about, but also because yesterday I was driving and I saw a dude who had very ironic uh, stickers on his truck. He had the whole, like, the Punisher symbol with, like, the American flag, like, in the Punisher symbol. But then he also had the QAnon symbol and the American flag and the QAnon symbol. And I was like, Okay, all right, naturally, naturally. Yeah, but then it, it just made me think about Oanon, bro. We we got to actually create a TikTok account for Oanon. We have to bro, I fr- raise... I, look, I firmly believe that Octopi are aliens. We you have to raise people's level of awareness about this. This is an actual problem. People need to know. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent, bro. Octopi are, are aliens. They are. They are very much aliens. So, what else do I have on here? I skipped another story that would be infuriating because I forgot. It didn't have it on my list. I had it on a tab open. I don't know if you want to talk about that now or do you want me to just, like, drop that in randomly at the end? Oh, man, that's your call. I'm kind of at your mercy. Let's just keep with, let's keep with the positive. Well, let's go to the positivity because, you know, we hit the negative. We hit the conspiracy. And now let's talk about some positive stuff. About how a man won the Buffalo Marathon while pushing his sleeping child in a stroller. Oh, that's lit. That's elite level athleticism right there. And stability, Yo. bro. <laughs> Yo, that's awesome. And and a higher level of commitment than I ever could possibly gather for myself. A marathon is that's crazy. That's so long. Yeah, I I, I can't. I'm not I am not a, a marathon individual. 
Um, that's just not what my calling is. That's not what the Lord has blessed me with. Like, it's just, it's just not running. I think is of the devil. You know, you, you can't prove otherwise in my brain, but shout out, shout out to the people who, who can do that stuff because, uh, y'all are, y'all are impressive. The thing about running that I've realized is, and maybe it's just me, weird stuff tends to happen when you're out running. Weird yeah. Stuff. But I mean, weird stuff happens to you in general. So you're kind of a skewed. Uh, source but yeah i can agree with this like i had a dude stop me and ask me if i wanted to buy weed and ask me what i was doing out at night and i was like i'm clearly running (laughs) he should have been like from what (laughs) i literally have a video because you know i get paranoid so i start recording when a car just stops in front of me you know yeah and he goes hey man you want that green and i was like no no, I don't. No. I, I'm, and he I'm was sure. like, then uh, what are you doing out at this time? And I was like, clearly running. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand, bro. Like, you just, you have a weirdness magnet attached to you somewhere. It's weird. I don't understand it. Oh, bro. In other kind of funny, slightly positive news last night, uh, we we witnessed Black Twitter come together in a way that they haven't in years, man. And it was it was a beautiful sight to see. It was a throwback to old school classic Twitter before things got toxic. I I don't even know the girl's name, but she tweeted out some uh, some heinous stuff about Bernie Mac not being funny. Not being funny, bro. Uh, what Mac was that? I don't know what she was on. I don't know who she was talking to. I don't know where she got her information from. But this lady got drugged by the entirety of the black community on Twitter. And it was a glorious sight, bro. It was a glorious sight. Also, personally, I think the the, uh, quote tweet response that won the funny battle was the, the video that someone posted from Transformers. When Bernie Mac was talking to his mom, he was like, I'll beat your head, bitch. <laughs> like, that was the funniest <laughs> response. Twitter has been good this week. Yeah, I have to say. It, it has. Because there's another thread. I don't know if you saw that, uh, you know, Michael B. Jordan, the best of us, I would say, uh, got right, broken up with. Let's relax, man. Let's relax. Bro, when people look, when they think of black dudes, Typical people, bro. Michael B. Jordan is up there as one of the I, best of us. I know, Let's be real, bro. Unrealistic standard, man. Him, Idris Elba. Oh you know what I'm saying? It's them bro, two, those, bro. Bro, let, let me talk to you about my petty side for a second, bro. Those two individuals, I need them to stop coming out with movies and stuff because I actually want to support their careers and whatnot, but I can't do it because every single time they come out with a movie, the comments that come from my girlfriend. Or the noises that come from my girlfriend whenever she sees them on screen, just like they knock me down like fifty pegs, man. Like my confidence is shot through the floor, bro. Every single time those individuals do something successfully to advance their career, like I love those guys. I I I, I love the fact that they're being successful, but I need them to relax because my girl out here wilding sometimes, man. Well, if it helps, you have a girl, and Michael B. Jordan doesn't now, so. You're on top. That you know that's not gonna that's not gonna stay the same. Though. <laughs> that's not gonna stay the same. It, it it doesn't matter. Like he could have literally his pick, his pick. Of and the so whole the world. thing is, before I get to what made 
what that had to do with Twitter being great. Whoever tweeted that video of him at the Warriors game was wrong. That was wrong, bro. Yeah, yeah, that was a violation, bro. That man looked crestfallen. <laughs> Absolutely crestfallen, bro. And the thing is, like, we all know what that feels like. Uh-huh. And that was wrong to put that video out. But what but came out of what... that... Oh, go ahead. What came out of that was this Twitter thread in which this girl tweeted, men, this is a safe space. Tell us about a time you went out in public after a breakup and you had to fight back tears the entire time. Oh, no. And oh, I no. saw a tweet, bro. Oh, I saw no. a tweet that made my day. This dude tweeted, at a party after I broke up with my ex in high school, my boy seen me looking sad and said, come here with his arms out like he was going to give me a hug. When I went in, he yells, fuck no, I'm not finna reward you for being no bitch and push me <laughs> the fuck out of there. <laughs> Oh man. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Make that me feel good about, about my right. moment, you know. Cause we all have that moment. We've all had it. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know? I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, I feel like I feel like men are, are evolving slowly, right? We're slowly changing, right? I would love to see the day where like we can actually just be there for each other and it's not weird, you know. Like we can actually just support each other. It's not weird. Instead of having to call each other a bitch, you know, like we can just like not do that. You know, I'm not I'm not giving suggestions as to what we can do, but maybe we don't do that. You know, I don't know. A little yeah, bit out we're a there. Long way from that. Yeah. We're a long way from that. That's like the basic idea. that's like one of the pillars of our friendship. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like we're I, a long I mean, way from that. Yeah, that's facts. That's facts. I, I can't say anything because I am the one who antagonized you into coming out that is when, when when you were already in bed just because I, I had a few choice words for you that you couldn't couldn't take lying down so yeah you know yeah. literally literally i had to get up <laughs> you know it's yeah I, i've noticed that me and my yeah. girlfriend have discussions all the time about how girl friendships are different than dude friendships yeah and how she finds it weird how like dude friendships are very for the most part just surface level you know, mm. but see, like, is it service level? Because I feel like when you actually are like good friends, like, yeah, a lot of like your interactions or like funny moments are service level. But, you know, that dude is a ride or die. Like, you know, that right. dude is going to be there if he needs to be there. You know, and I feel like I don't know, girls. That's not what I mean by surface level. What I mean uh, is like you can be ride or die friends, know each other for like the entire of your lives and still not know like the most specific things about each other. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like no, girls right. do. Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, like, we were talking about how weird, like, we know the surface level. So, like, you know, we'll hang out, and then, like, she'll be like, oh, how was this? And I'll be like, I don't know. <laughs> and she'll go, why don't you ask questions? And I'll be like, didn't come up. <laughs> it just doesn't <laughs> come up. It just doesn't come up. We're not, to, we're not trying to talk about each other's lives like that. Like we we hit yeah, the like base if it, it's, for social niceties and then we move on to what it is that we actually gather together for. Yeah, like we're here to talk about the event that we're here about. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's in the therapy mm-hmm. session. Mm-hmm. Like, Although we have had those, but yeah, it's very facts. rare. Facts. That's only when shit absolutely hits the fan. Like yeah. when it's like yeah. I'm about to have a mental breakdown. <laughs> kind yeah. of thing. Facts. 
and then you get clowned afterwards. So like it, it returns to normal anyways. So. Yeah, they'll be like, "All right, you good?" And you'd be like, "Yeah, I think so." And you'd be like, "Wow, you was just crying like a little bitch over there, huh?" <laughs> is what it is. You know, and you laugh it off. Yeah. I don't know, man. There's something. There's something pure about it. There's something that's entirely pure about having like a good, like friendship with your bros, and it's like you know you can be real with them, but like afterwards, expect to get to get clowned. Just expect it. Like it's just yeah, it's so it's how like, things work. Dan Levitard says that the language of intimacy amongst men is being roasted. Yeah, and he's right. That's actually true. That's actually right. true. If I don't roast you, I don't really. I don't like you. I don't really. I care. don't mess with you. I don't. Yeah, I don't really care about you. Be honest, yeah, because like terrible. we were talking about how like girls just like, and this is me being very general, so don't be offended, will be really nice to a girl to their face and then be like, I hate that girl behind bro, closed I doors. I can't stand that. And I'll that, just be bro. like, Why do you why do you talk to them if you don't like them? Right? Whereas we will be mean as shit to each other <laughs> to our faces and be like, that's a really good dude right there. <laughs> Like that's that's my dude right there, man. It's my dog. <laughs> Bro, that's why like for years I have not ventured to have a group chat with the boys. Because, you know, when you have the group chat and you like, you know, I got the new fit, got the new cut, got the new shoes, it doesn't matter how good it actually is, you gonna get flamed. And like yeah, my, my some... confidence is just not set up for that, man. It's just not. We got to have the group chat. Do you remember we used to have the Wall of Fame, bro? We need to bring that back. God, bro. The Wall of Fame was fantastic. That just reminded me, bro, about my pet peeve of today. So my passport expires. I have to get, like, a whole new thing. Like, I don't know where it is, so I have to go get a whole new thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, okay, let me set this up. Why is the next appointment in which I can do it a month from now? What? It's a month, bro. To do what? To go get, like... The I have to, they're like you have to I've talked to them on the phone they're like you have to bring your birth certificate and all this stuff up and I was like cool can I just like you know come by today and they're like no you have to come set an appointment and That's- so I looked across all the USPSs because it's the cheapest way to do it and I don't feel like yeah. spending but one place was like oh we can get it in three days for a thousand dollars and I was like <laughs> no thanks no no thanks they they heard that dial tone so fast. And yep. so then I was like, cool, cool, cool. And like, I was like, so anything else I should know? And they were like, yeah, you have to bring a check. For how much? For like, I don't, I don't remember. It was like 200 bucks. Bro. USPS. I have to bring a check, bro. I can't use my debit card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've, I actually have had a lot of um, interactions with having to deal with checks lately because my landlord um doesn't like do venmo or anything like that so i've had to like pay rent via checks so like all i feel like all of the the jokes that i used to to get off whenever matt was trying to pay us back in high school and you try to pay us back with a check i feel like it's all just kind of coming full circle because now i have to deal with checks every month (laughs) like bro i don't own a checkbook yeah i don't have one you better every time i get a payment I get it through my CRM or Zelle. You better, yeah, you better. You Which, better by the way, Zelle is better than Venmo. I'm not gonna lie. If you That's don't have fact. a bank that does Zelle, get a new bank. See, but Zelle the thing is, 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 Zelle would be great, 
but it doesn't work for me because I have Bank of America, and Bank of America have- is booty cheeks, man. Bro, I'm not gonna lie, switch banks, switch banks, bro. I want to, switch. man. It's just go to Capital One. Process, bro. Go to Capital, Capital One, bro. One. Uh, Capital One's know. fire. We'll see. Bank of America. I'm gonna do it at some point, but they make they make the process of switching banks so complicated, bro. You know what I do? I just leave one account open and just move all my money. <laughs> I didn't even close banks. They're still open. They just don't wow. have money in them. Wow. I'm not closing. I'm just like, look, I'm not even telling you I'm switching banks. I'm just doing it. Yeah. I just apparently. ghost my banks. I respect it. I respect it. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So right. I have like... I feel like- I feel like we should probably wrap this up. We've been going for a minute, so we should probably wrap yeah, this up. Yeah, one more. One more story. This one's cool. All right. Let me click the link. Oh, I have the link up. So, in New part. York, in New York, no, I'm just up on this one whole thing. Look, this is an attention span test. The younger generation bro, and me do not have bro, the attention span to listen to all this. We're, we're, Power at, we're, at a, we're at an hour and 40. Stop. We're at an hour and 40. It's fine. It's fine. Stop. Bro. This is going to be a two-parter. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, but in New York, they are doing clinical trials for cancer patients, right? Yeah. And every single patient who took part went into remission. Really? Yep. Every single every one of them. Every single patient? Mm-hmm. Well, what are, what are they doing differently? What are they doing? I actually have no idea. Uh, let me see. Blah, 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 blah. You to bury the lead, It's like dude. a new drug. It's a new drug they've been testing. Dude, that's incredible. If that like if that if this ends up like panning out and being legit, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Like genuine history being made. Like yeah, okay, like so a bit a, a bit of a bit of vulnerable vulnerability here for our listeners. Um, very recently, my multiple people in my family, my aunt, my cousin, my dad, uh, they all uh have dealt with or are currently dealing with cancer um and obviously like in general this is a huge topic and an important topic um but like if this ends up like panty true like this is is arguably the the biggest development in human history in my opinion like, like wow that's actually incredible so what's the the name of this facility uh, let me scroll back down. Uh, Memorial Sloan Kettering or Kettering Cancer City Center. I am about to look them up because I need to know more. Um, you yeah, said it completely it obliterated the cancer in every patient. Oh my god, dude. Okay. All right. I mean, obviously, we don't want to get our hopes up unnecessarily, right? But, but that's if, still... if it's like, dude. Okay. Um. Yeah. So honestly, what we should do, we should keep an eye out on uh, for de- developments from this story. Yep. Um. To see what like the long term or semi long term effects are uh, of this new drug. Um. Because genuinely, biggest development and in, in innovation in human history, period. Yep. Because fuck cancer. Straight up. 
it takes too many people out. Yeah, bro. Um, <clears throat> while we're on the topic, shout out to all the people who are fighting cancer, um, and all of the families who are supporting their loved ones while fighting cancer. Uh, you guys are not alone. You are seen. You are heard. You are loved. Uh, and hopefully, at some point, we will get to the point where we don't have to deal with this anymore. Facts. Facts. Yeah, that's uh, I think that was all I had. All right. Well, good job being prepared. Oof, I didn't really have anything. I forgot I just roll off the cuff this time around. Um, so yeah, I say I say that we turn this into a two parter. Let's turn it into a two. Or maybe it'll be a one parter. We'll, uh, we'll turn it turn into a two parter, bro. We'll see. Anyways, we'll see what thank you everyone for listening to this very long podcast, whether it's a one parter or a two parter. We are so glad to be back. Uh, we've missed you guys.